This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 17th of August. In your Squiz today, desperate scenes in Afghanistan. Canada heads to the polls. Rethinking your metabolism. And the smart reason behind silly names. This is your Squiz today. It's the news dominating at the moment, Claire, the Taliban retaking Afghanistan after 20 years. It's a developing situation and what we're seeing at the moment are really desperate scenes as some Afghans as well as foreign nationals attempt to leave the country. 60 nations, including Australia, have called on the Taliban to let those that want to leave do so safely. US forces currently have control of Kabul's international airport. Yeah, the scenes out of Kabul airport are really desperate. Uh, There are reports that people have died as they've clung to airplanes, as they've taken off. As for Australians who are trying to get out, there's about 200 dual Aussie Afghan nationals, also journalists and some embassy staff that need to leave. Also a couple of hundred Afghans who served with the Australian Defence Forces. What our government has said is that there's a plan for them to be airlifted out when the situation allows. There are more troops from the US and the UK heading into Afghanistan, also some Australian Defence Forces. So there are clearly things to help allies out there. Uh, What our defence community has said is that there is real sadness about Mm. what is happening. Uh, Also real concern that Australians have been left there despite the uh, deteriorating situation over the last few weeks. Yeah, as you say, a lot of sadness about the sacrifices that were made in the war and for the situation to be what it is today. There's quite a bit of chatter about the US's role in this and how quickly the Taliban were able to re-establish themselves in the wake of US troops leaving. Joe Biden had a bit to say yesterday. What he said is that uh, one more year or five more years, the US military presence would not have made a difference if the Afghan military cannot or will not hold on to its own country. Uh, That is something that other senior White House officials and also members of the government has said. Uh, Joe Biden is delivering an address this morning to the nation on what's gone down. So we'll hear a bit more about what he has to say. The Taliban have promised that they will give serenity to the nation. How that plays out remains to be seen. There's also a huge question on what this will mean for women and girls. During their earlier rule, the Taliban barred women from working outside the home or going to school. They had to wear the burqa and be accompanied by a male relative whenever they went outside. It's a complicated situation. We've got a shortcuts episode on Afghanistan, but we're working on one that will go into the current situation in more depth. Stand by for that. Still on international news, and Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has officially called an election. They'll go to the polls on September 20. That is something that has been sprung on Canada quite early. They're only a couple of years into their term and they've still got a couple of years to go. But Trudeau's government has been in a coalition and that has seen them uh, have some really difficult times in Parliament as they try and lead from a minority position. Uh, Like other leaders around the world, Trudeau thinks that voters will reward his handling of the pandemic and there's a chance to get back into a majority position, they believe. It'll be a five-week campaign, the shortest in Canadian history. Also shaking it up in the political world is Malaysia. Prime Minister Muwadeen Yassin resigned yesterday after a chaotic few months. Don't want to deprive you of your favourite topic, Claire. Anything to add? 
<laughs> Look, he had to manage a cabinet of 70 people from mm. across parties, so it's really hard to believe that there wasn't stability. He'll stay on as caretaker for now. Leaders there are wary of an election mid-pandemic, so the king will invoke his constitutional power to appoint a prime minister that he believes is likely to command a majority. Soon I'll be an expert in Malaysian politics. Look at you go. Learn from the best. <laughs> A look now at COVID news and lockdown has been extended for another two weeks for both Melbourne and the ACT and a whole bunch of new stricter rules for Melbourne, including a curfew. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says the state is at a tipping point. Yeah, he says that those measures are necessary to try and bring COVID cases right back down to zero. Uh, Lots of commentary, though, this morning from health experts and from others who say that that curfew doesn't actually have any sort of health backing behind it. Looking around the grounds, there's also a snap three-day lockdown for the Greater Darwin and the Catherine regions in the Northern Territory after a case was detected there. As for New South Wales, they had the worst case day yesterday with 478 cases. Onto a new study on the body's metabolism that's set to shake up the health world a little, Claire. Now, generally your metabolism is the chemical process that works out the energy needed to keep your body running. It was commonly believed that your metabolism slowed down as you got older, hence a bit of weight gain, the middle-aged spread. But a new study says it's not so, Claire. Apparently not so. Might be that extra meal that you sort of have at four (laughs) o'clock to tide you over to dinner after all. (laughs) Yeah, what this science journal um, published paper says uh, is that when you get to one year old, that's when your body's metabolism peaks and it pretty much holds steady then until you get to 60, then it starts to decline. Uh, Also, when you're looking at women's health, uh, what these researchers say is that as you move through your life, through menopause, those sorts of events, that doesn't affect your metabolism either. So, Yeah, that good old excuse that we always had. (laughs) Apparently, it's not the case. Mm, Bad news for those of us who like to blame our metabolism. But the study will open up new insights into the obesity epidemic and will also have huge implications in learning about how medicines work, including for cancer and Alzheimer's. And while the rest of the world is slowly coming down from their metal-induced Olympics buzz, North Korea is just getting started, Claire, with their Olympics broadcast. The national broadcaster in North Korea has a fairly firm grip on what goes to where, and of course locals don't have much internet access. Uh, Mm. So what they are doing there is just starting to roll out the footage from the Tokyo Olympics that started mid last week, uh, and they are very carefully selecting the events that they're showing uh, on their national broadcaster. Uh, North Korea was the one country to pull out of the Tokyo Games because of the COVID crisis. One cheeky person tweeted, I wonder how many medals North Korea will win in their version of the Olympics. (laughs) Probably all of them. (laughs) Before we go, Claire, we need to applaud the ingenuity of animal shelters trying to place pets in their forever home. Apparently, the quirkier the name, the more likely they are to be adopted, which is leading to some crackers. Look, it's been a 
really difficult couple of days in news when <laughs> I found this report and went through the Twitter account that they're talking about. Um, apparently it is quite a thing in the US with pet adoptions going up and down and the COVID crisis has seen people adopt pets and then take them back to shelters. Uh, the latest trend in having some really catchy names has been quite a marketing success. The Twitter account that showcases these, I was in tears of laughter it's just so going good. through some of them. It really <laughs> is quite a funny exercise and apparently very <laughs> successful. Apparently these animals are finding their forever homes, which is really great. As one person said, if you see a dog called Mr. Wigglebottoms, it's going to catch your eye a whole lot more than if it was just called Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cat that was Jurgen McFlurgen Gurgen. <laughs> I like the kitten called Skull Crusher. As you can tell, it got a lot of attention at Squiz HQ, so I'll put a link to that in your episode notes. Jerkin McFlogan Gurgan. Oh, and if your spiritual hygiene needs a zhuzh, Claire, Vogue's got you covered with a guide. Look, uh, it's again to the times, I guess. Vogue uh, mm. very cleverly bubbled up in their social stream yesterday, an article from a couple of years ago. It's a shaman talking about how to uh, energetically clear your space with sage. <laughs> if you really think that you need some good vibes around you, might be an exercise for today. As she says, eat, sleep, work out and sage. So if you need to get your <laughs> spiritual hygiene in order, we'll put a link to that in your episode notes, as well as a link to the pet names. That's all from us. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.